Amen. Thank you very much. Pray for the people that's been coming. We're so thankful how God's been blessing the uh, attendance. I was talking to a man today, and he's talking about how the church is uh, just having a hard time right now, the church he's going to. And so just pray about the Lord to have His will in the churches. Turn with me, please, tonight to the book of Revelation. I started two weeks ago reading and studying the Revelation all over again. And uh, I am enjoying studying just the commentaries I've been reading on it. Some that I trust it, uh, on the Revelation and just reading the, the Revelation itself. But I want to skip over to the Revelation chapter 21 tonight. And I want to begin to read in verse 1. And I saw a new heaven, a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is thirst to the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Go on over, if you would please, to verse 23. Just skip over a little bit to verse 23 now. And let's read. And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to shine in. For the glory of God delight in it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be no eye and there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I pray now for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to understand and to encourage us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was reading this, and I want to talk to you tonight about the forgiveness of sin. Now, uh, we know God has a heaven for the forgiven people to live in forever with Him. Now, according to Revelation 21, verse 27, it says, No abominable thing will enter into His heaven. So we know 
All men are sinners and must be forgiven from our sins to go to the end. Yet Romans 3.23 says, For all of sin comes short of the glory of God. When Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, he passed on sin to all men. From that time on, the most important problem in life for man is forgiveness of sins. Then. Now, forgiveness simply means the separation of the sinner from his sins through the sacrifice of Christ, and that by grace alone. Now, if God forgives our sins, then who can prevent us from entering into heaven? Luke 7, verse 48, And he said unto him, Thy sins are forgiven. Now, Jesus is doing the speaking. In verse 49, he says again, Begin to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? In Mark 2, verse 7, Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? In 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive. And in, 1, in John 1, 9, is, is the Lord God, the Holy One, the forgiver of the law. Now, the, uh, the, because Jesus is both God and the Son of God, he has appointed to forgive sins in. Acts chapter 5, verse 31. Him, talking about Christ, hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. There are several things, several things we can know about this forgiveness of sin. Number one, the author of forgiveness is God alone. All right, God is the author of forgiveness. But who is the channel of forgiveness? It's Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 13, verse 38 said, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Then in Acts chapter 7, verse 48, Jesus personally forgave the woman. Thy sins are forgiven. Then in Mark 2, 9, Jesus personally forgave this positive man. Thy sins be forgiven thee. So the only channel of forgiveness is Jesus Christ. The foundation of forgiveness found of forgiveness is bestowed on the grounds of the Lord's compassion. Psalm 78, verse 38. But he being full of compassion <clears throat> forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Now you think about it for just a minute. Holy God, man sins deliberately against God. It would seem, if you thought about it for just a minute, holy God cannot stand sin and you think, well, look like it would destroy man off the face of the earth then. But it's compassion, the Bible says, is what makes forgiveness possible. Forgiveness is bestowed on the ground of divine justice. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Faithfulness and just to forgive. Now, God can forgive sin and yet remain holy and just. Now, forgiveness is bestowed on the basis of the blood of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 7, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. The Bible makes it very clear that Jesus' blood washes all our sins away by faith. 
Leviticus 17 verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. When he said, I haven't given it, that's the blood. And God gave the blood for the atonement for your soul. So the forgiveness is bestowed on the basis of one blood, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. Fourthly, the completeness of forgiveness is in 1 John 1, 7. In 1 John 1, 7, he says he forgives you of all sin. When Jesus forgives sin, he forgives all. It's not a third, it's not a quarter, it's not a half of your sin. It's every sin that you'll ever commit. Psalms 103, verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Now please get this. If one sin remained unforgiven, that individual could not go to God's heaven then, but would be forced to spend eternity in hell. Revelation 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. To for, so forgiveness is complete and it's practical. Now, the possession of sins, the possession of forgiveness. Ephesians 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Notice the word we here in this verse, in whom we have redemption. Now, if you, you take that word we, that means we believers are in possession of forgiveness right now. What is the conditions of forgiveness? Three things are necessary for forgiveness. Number one is repentance. Acts chapter 5, verse 31. To give to repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. You got to remember something now. Uh, when it comes to repentance, God gives repentance. God gives you that desire to change your mind about Him. And so you can't go around and boasting, well, I repented. No, God gave you the desire to repent. And so repentance, you must have that though, forgiveness. Number two, you must have faith. Luke chapter 7 and verse 50 says, Thy faith has saved you. But I asked the question when I read it, what faith? Faith in what? It's a faith in the finished blood, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the third thing as conditions for forgiveness is confession. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when you learn from God, from the Bible, that we're sinners, and the Holy Spirit convicts us that we need forgiveness, uh, we exercise faith in Christ, and we confess our sins, and accept His blood for our washing from sin, and accept His forgiveness. Now, I want you to watch this, because I want to get to something as I close in just a minute. The author is forgiven, of forgiveness is God alone. I can't do it. There's no priest can do it. There's no church can do it. There's no religion can do it. Only God can forgive sins. Number two, the channel of forgiveness is Jesus Christ Himself. When you think, think about trying to get to God, you don't go through a religion. You don't go through a person. The only person you're going to go through to get to God, Holy God, is Lord Jesus Christ Himself. 
the foundation of forgiveness is that Jesus loves us. We didn't love Him first. He loved us. Now we can love Him back. And the foundation of forgiveness is Jesus loves us sinners. And He hates our sins. Jesus has compassion for us sinners. Now, think about this. Jesus can be just because He's God. Now, the completeness of forgiveness is forever. Once for all, it's done. All our sins are gone in Christ Jesus. The possessor of forgiveness is whosoever will. Romans 10.13 Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's whosoever. So the possessor is whosoever will. Now the repentant sinner coming to God by faith in Jesus Christ is assured of pardoning. Why? Because he is forgiven of all sins. By God's promises word, we can know that then. By God's Holy Spirit indwelling us, we can know that. Somebody says to me here once in a while, how do you know you're saved, preacher? Number one is by God's word and His promise. Number two, there's something indwelling me that didn't used to be there. And it's the Holy Spirit of God and He convinces me that I'm a child of God every day. So Jesus says, come unto me and I will in no wise cast thee out. Now, when you think about that for just a minute, here's what I was getting to. I was reading and studying the holiness of Almighty God this week in the Revelation. You just think about it. Go back to the beginning. God is the Creator. God made man and put him on this earth. Holy God put man on this earth. Then man sinned against God. And yet, by God's compassion, He didn't wipe him out. He had a plan already that He could save His soul. And He came in this world and died for our sins. And that's why that I have this great assurance in my soul. I didn't earn my salvation. I didn't do anything for my salvation. I know I sinned against God, but Jesus done it all. And so if Jesus did the saving, and He did the forgiving, who's going to tell Him He can't do it? He did do it. Amen? I want to read you something that I found in partial. I wrote some things in it, but just just listen to it a minute, if you would, please. What is this that drives away dread at the thought of God? For how stands the case between our souls and God? We have sinned. There's no doubt about that. Then rises up before the soul the awful vision of God's majesty and might and His wrath against sin. And the dread which this truth causes is deepened as we hear the accusation of conscience. I cannot see how God can forgive sin. For the law said, transgressors receive the just recompense or reward, Hebrews 2.2. All this fills the awakening soul with dread. But to such so Christ comes and says, Fear not. Why? Because His cross and sacrifice, His shed blood is sufficient to satisfy holy God for our forgivenesses of all sin. And Jesus cries out, Welcome in to His heaven where no sin shall enter in. In spite of all accusation, in spite of all condemnation of voices, the blessed word of Christ silences them all. 
who says, the soul that trusts Him, fear not. Amen. Old, old Gunner came by the house today. He came down from New York. Most of you all know him by Gunner. I don't even know his last name. But uh, I can't see it right now. But me and him have the best time just sitting around talking about the Lord. And he said, uh, uh, Preacher, I'm 80 years old now. I said, you just a young chicken and I'm 84. And we got to talk about it. He said, I, I thought that I was going to be here uh, in the rapture. He said, I've always thought I'd never die and go to the grave. But then he pulled up on his phone and him and his wife has already got them a grave site picked out and headstones and everything already there, ready for it. He said, I hope I don't have to use these things. And we were talking about, you know, the assurance, that sweet peace of being assured that you could go to God's holy heaven. And where I, where I read you in Revelation chapter 21, it talks about where no sin is. You think about that. If if a person can be half forgiven, he has no no security. He has no hope of heaven then, because not one iota of sin is going to enter in. Where did forgiveness, where did that assurance of forgiveness come from then? It comes from the same God that made the heavens and the earth. He's the one that has the authority. He's the one. Who's going to say to him, "You can't come into my heaven"? No one. Man, devil, principality, power. You're not going to say to the Holy God, you do so and so. You don't have the authority. Yes, He does because He's Holy God. And He can be righteous in this fact. He alone came in this world to save us from our sins. And when we realize that the Almighty God is the one that does the salvation and we're forgiven of all our sins, First uh, John 1, 7. And I love it every time I read it. I go back and read that one word, all, all. I've talked to a lot of people and tried to lead them to Christ in, for salvation. And I come to that place, and like I talked to a man uh, some time ago, and I said, Sir, you've got to admit to God that you're a sinner. And uh, he said, Well, I don't know if God can forgive me of everything I've done. I said, Yes, He can, because He's God. You see, I might hold a grudge against you if you do something to me, and I might not ever forgive you. I could, because I'm man. But God, by His compassion, says, I forgive you of all your sin. That's the reason that you can talk to anybody about salvation in Christ Jesus, and He says His arms out for them in compassion. He says, come unto me. Amen. Ain't nothing like it in the world of having that sweet assurance of salvation and forgiveness. I'm completely forgiven. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's good to be here with your people. It's good to know your word and be assured of this sweet forgiveness because we know that we're sinners, but we're sinners saved by the grace of God. Bless us, we pray now. Watch over and keep us. Keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Walking, walking gently. <laughs> 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 <laughs>